Good morning and good day. This is the Facts and the Porcupine Podcast. I hope you guys are getting it together with all this craziness and nonsense going on around the world. But I'm here with someone we probably, you guys may not know, but it's worth knowing. Because his journey is just as equal as anyone else. And I'm with Wayne Devinich, Mr. Devinich. The first two things I'd like to know is how you've been since the last time we've seen something, seeing each other. Oh, pretty good, sir. And thank you so much for asking. How are you? Well, I'm good. Me and Wayne, we, we're two interesting characters. He he arranges things and, and works with the different non-profit organizations, seniors. I'm going to let them really break it down to the very first day he decided to start this beautiful men's group, right? Mm-hmm. And we do have women. There's a women component, as you know. Without them, we're nothing. So, Mr. Deverish, being that I'm not a professional interviewer, bear with me. How I met Wayne, probably some advertisement about getting involved with the community and uh, that, and just doing things for ourselves instead of, and when we say for ourselves, so if you live in a, a general area, no matter who's there, if you want to make it better, you get tired of seeing things and you start to work at it. So now Wayne, the first question is, your full name title, that's one. And then how did you start 500 men making a difference, right? Yes. But it's not 500 men anymore, so go ahead. <laughs> it's larger than that. Yeah, so my name is Wayne Devinish. Uh, the group is 500 Men Making a Difference. Uh, started back in 2010 uh, off of me trying to do some community work by myself, which I found out was a total mistake. I was trying to uh, get a community center going and um, hired Stephanie Mills to do a concert. And um, the concert looked visually looked amazing, but you know, it, it almost uh, made me bankrupt. Uh, almost lost my job, almost had a mental breakdown and definitely did not do the community center. It's just like, it was a just total flop. All we really did was pay Stephanie Mills and you know, nothing, nothing came of it. But uh, that when I, upon reflection, I was like, I know a bunch of positive people. Like, why did I try to do this by myself? And I just sent out an email about um, men working together because that's the one thing I see that's not really happening. Um, you know, even even still now, uh, a lot of men are just you know on their own thing. So sent out that email for guys who want to work on community stuff and a bunch of folks showed up and now you know we're over 1100 men strong and uh doing work internationally definitely locally and um you know looking to expand incrementally as we go into our 14th year now the concert that you hosted with stephanie mills a headliner that was going to be the, the that that show was supposed to be that show that you can break out in the black and 
not only that, bring some um, stability to the community with starting out with some resources. So now the, the community center that you was thinking about, was this something that off the top of your head or you knew that if in fact there was some type of center that we had, I guess when we were coming up or back the way they did, that you could start to work to build a better bridge with the community, get people the employment. You were gonna do it all multifaceted the way you're doing it now. And when the name 500 Men, when did you name your organization 500 Men? And with that email, was at the birth of the, you know, did you did you name it 500 Men because of the email? How did the 500 Men get going? And and yes, there may be the first time in you didn't make any money, but the effort was, you know, was made. And lo and behold, we all go. When you try to do it on your own, you can, you can run into a blood storm. So the one thing I wanted to know is the concert was to raise what money or awareness or just bring a new head. Well, the concert was really to raise money so mm -hmm. that we could renovate um, a space that I was actually um, uh, over in charge of. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I, I ran um, many many properties. I was I was an executive director of an uh, organization. And, you know, we had a space that was just, you know, just empty, just, you know, just sitting there waiting to get, uh, you know, something done with it. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Like I said, it was. So you had right. you had somewhere that you were going to do a fit out. Yeah. If you would raise the proper money. Yeah. Did Mrs. Mills donate anything towards the um, the organization? Is that somebody that stayed on board and. Wanted to see you guys do it through. I just did that. I probably know that's not true because she's probably yeah, yeah. She didn't even she didn't even speak to me. She took a check and left and, it up. And, and kept it, moving. it was business as usual. Yeah. Who the hell is Wayne Devers? Where did you? Are you from the South? You're from Jamaica. You're from New York. You're from Chicago. We got a lot of infiltration. From, a lot of people from Chicago coming in now. We're passing the courthouse. We're in Brooklyn, New York, the United States of America. For those who don't know. And this is the Facts of the Porcupine Podcast with Wayne Devers. So, Wayne, who are you? Yeah, yeah. So, I'm definitely Brooklyn-born, Brooklyn-raised, um, here all my life. Uh, definitely visited tons of places all over the world, but, you know, I'm, I'm definitely a New York guy. Uh, my parents are actually from Guyana, South America. Nice. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a New Yorker, a Brooklynite through and through. Really, really proud of really being here and trying to, like, do some stuff, um, indigenous and, and, and really trying to raise the bar, especially with male involvement. Now, growing up, how was that? Because for someone that wants to provide a, serve, a, a community center, you know, and pull people together, was that something you seen growing up that wasn't lacking? And did you have that while you were growing up? Because let me just say something, ladies and gentlemen, he got some incredible parents. That's all I know. I've seen them in action. When they're, when he's doing something, the mom, especially the godfather, the mother, the father, they're there. They're very peaceful too. Right? Your parents, I've never seen them yell. Nothing, you know, like, like if they're they're there, but they're not there. They, you know what I mean? So how was your upbringing? And what what was? Did you have all of these tangible? You know, because you, you seem like a great, you know, you're a great young man. Yeah, yeah. So I'm definitely very, very lucky. Um, you know, I didn't want for anything. Um, we definitely were not rich, but uh, 
you know, I had it all. I had it all. Very, very comfortable middle class lifestyle, even though we were even though I grew up in Bedford Stuyvesant, which um, back in my days definitely was do or die. Um, it was a pretty rough exactly. place. That's what it was. Right? Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I didn't feel any of that heat, you know, two parent household. Um, most of the time they both worked. Um, my, my dad held it down. He showed me what a man's supposed to do. Um, anytime it got too rough for my mom, he'd be like, quit that job. <laughs> right. Take care of the kids. She don't need to be dealing yeah, with that. Yeah, and I could tell, ladies that. and gentlemen, because uh, they are really, that's why I said that. Because I wanted to hear you say that. You know what I'm saying? I do. I knew you wasn't a privileged young man. And then back then, with Bedford Stuyvesant, when it was do or die, for those who did, and unfortunately for those who died, the two-parent household kept the uh, the web together. Not to say that a single parent couldn't do it, but we had our challenges, especially the way they were putting the drugs in there. I came from Coney Island, so I met you guys. So I'm not like, you know, they, 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 they're in the blood. Y'all, y'all do stick together over there, you know, and around about politically. So that's good. So you had a good childhood. So when did you think and decide to start a men's group, you know, outside of what you said earlier, but when was that actual time that you said that I was going to, you know, when you, you know, you got the community center, you couldn't, you, I didn't think you failed the first attempt because you, you, you weren't really like, you were doing it for a good cause. And unfortunately, sometimes not-for-profits don't make out the best you know, you know, people trying on their own, you figure you can do it. Like, you know me, we don't miss it. So now you put out this email and you get this response. Was any of the email response all of your board members you have currently today? Uh, kind of loaded question. Right, right. Well, it was none of them. But uh, one, one gentleman who did show up at that initial meeting did join the board, but he's, you know, he's not with us anymore he kind of moved on but it, it, it was it was a, a amazing start we had really high profile brothers show up um, that were really doing big things that that wanted to see this thing be a reality um, of course you know 13 years that's a long time so you know different folks move on but there have been folks that have been you know not necessarily at the first meeting but definitely the first year uh, that, that we still, you know, we still building and we still doing. I mean, you know, I treasure the relationship we have. You know, you're, you're, you're well, not. Well, you make a call, people answer. That's right. that's that shows. Right. The, um, you know why you get that? You, do you know why you get that? Uh, I'm not sure. Have you ever been asked that? No. Okay, I'm gonna no. tell you why you get that. Right. No one. You know, I, I, I kill myself every time I see that I'm supposed to paint that damn red thing, and I thought it was a little bit too extreme. So back to that, we passed the project. We're, we're, I'm in construction. So the reason why I asked you that is because people don't have any time to waste. You know, everybody goes home in their bubble like this young lady I interviewed, beautiful sister. They live in a bubble. Where that? We're not going to waste our time. We're not going to take a risk, whether you look like me or, you know, same culture, to come out and nothing gets done. So when you call, Oh my gosh, here you go, Wayne. You know, most people say, yo, they want us to work for free. Oh, that's not the that's not it. They know you're trying to do something that's gonna benefit and help others. And for that, people come out. And 
for the same time, same thing. You have a resource. You have something there that they can meet someone else that can steer them into the right path in the right direction. And that's why the people come for you, I believe. And you're consistent. A lot of folks that do what you do, they know they get a Stephanie Mills or they get a big name. And they, yeah, we made 35000 but 12 slided over some other place. And then, you know what I'm saying? So people know when you do good, you know, the, the, the hands come. That's that's the way I see it. You, we, you've been doing it 13, going on 14 years. Events have been increasing, so people know that. So I need you to, you, you to know that because you're like me. You don't show up, that shit going to get done anyway. <laughs> I mean, somehow, some way. Yeah. But that wears us down, that takes away our resources. So that's, I mean, that's my take on why people show up for you when you do it. And I haven't, you know, I haven't seen you guys in a minute. You know, we all got it. And I'm raising a son, so I think that's why they come. So with that, I hope you, you know. Yeah, yeah, appreciate that. that. Yeah, yeah, appreciate that. I don't fuck around with a lot of people. I don't have time. Right. And at the same time, um, Everybody's going to always need somebody's helping hand, and that's why. So now, I when I first came, you was at Magnolian Tree? Magnolian? Right. Are you guys still currently there? Yeah, yeah, we're still currently there. That is our headquarters. Right. We're um, leading uh, one of the leading groups that are helping that renovation happen. Um, so you are fixing the window. You're all fixing the structure. You guys got it. Well, not the, us. Uh, you know, it has to be a professional contractor. No, no. What I'm saying is, yeah. you guys are in the works of getting that. Do you guys own that building? Is it part of? The, no, the, no, no. It's not part of. It's, it's where it's it's where our office is, but um, it's owned by a group called Magnolia Tree Earth Center of Memphis, Stuyvesant Inks, founded 52 years ago by Hattie Carthan, an amazing woman. Um, who, uh, Save three brownstones and save the tree. I mean, doing stuff that was just unheard of back in the late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, we wanted you to add, that's why I mentioned that about the, the, the facility. Give, so that history, the history on the facility is, a, a, was that a black female, Russian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black uh, woman. from the South uh-huh. who saw a magnolia tree about to get cut down. And where did the name Magnolia Tree come from? Was well, the tree in front of the house? Yeah, was it that? Yeah, okay, talk to us. Tree, it was in front of the house. It's the only living landmark in New York. What, the tree? The tree. That's the only Is that the one directly in front of the building? It, it's directly in front of the third building. So okay. Three buildings. So let's get an address so we can have. Listen, this is the Facts in the Porcupine podcast. If you want to see the only, what, the only Magnolia living landmark. In New York State, and if you want to make a contribution, we'll get down to that at the very end because they are doing the work. So that sparked a woman to say, hey, wait a minute, there's no magnolia trees. Is the only one in the city? No? No. Yes, the only one was the only one. Um, well, they, they planted other ones subsequently, but but that's the one. But, yeah, yeah, that was the only because it, they don't grow this far up north. Right. Because of the weather and the yeah, temperature the that they need and all that. And that yeah. one survived. Basically. Yeah, that one survived. Probably, yeah, because there was no buildings the way they built it. That's across the street from Vaughn King's Park. Am I right? Exactly. Exactly. So, this this beautiful landmark of three buildings has it been put in up archives? Is it in a trust? How 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 is that? No, no, it's it's still not getting the attention and 
financing and love it deserves. But we're, you know, we're working on it incrementally. We just got a, I just filled up for a grant from the Mellon Foundation uh, that's really going to help us own finish it. the front facade. But do you guys own it? No, no, no. We wouldn't own it. It's, uh-huh. it's in a non-for-profit. Okay, so. it's in a non-for-profit. But you're helping that non-profit stay alive. You exactly. Know? Y'all got to exactly. be on the board and all that, no? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm actually the chairman of the board. Okay. So, so, okay. so okay. we're pretty good. Okay. Yeah, pretty good. That's a good thing because yeah. I'm trying to figure out how, you know, how the uh, land grab and the vets die and everything. And this somebody can come and drop a ton of money on somebody, and, right? And you're out of the buildings. Right, right, right. So, so, so that that definitely will not happen. That definitely not. While you I'm don't have you don't have that. You, you and you and your board is consist of people that think like you or my. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Thank goodness, because we have people who wanted to sell it, and. Um, well, how can they, they sell something that they, they, they don't even own? Well, the not-for-profit organization, the board, has the right to do that. You can, you have the right to do that, but your board, the people that are telling you to sell it, have no right to tell you that because they don't own the shit. And they didn't set the not-for-profit. I don't want to get crazy because that's the reason why we don't have a lot of shit. Exactly. $2 exactly. pimps. Exactly. They'll, they'll get on a board and force the board to make moves. Right. They'll benefit from the shit and move on, help their the family, legs, yeah. and there's nothing left. So I don't think anybody that joins the board have the right, and there should be some clauses about that, because I don't think they choose to it that way either. No, 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 they definitely don't. And the people that were suggesting it that were on the board wouldn't do that in their own neighborhood. And were they Jewish? Uh, no, it was a white lady, though. Well, not, nevertheless, that it matters, but yeah. most of the people that run the real estate in the, this city is for seeking to Jews, you know, and, and kudos to them. But we're trying to hold on. You're trying to hold yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to hold people. on to some of our institutions and exactly. not lose everything. Yeah. So, so the Magnolia and Forest, you see things in the next 25 years. But that's all you can do. Is going to be well, well, in a good sense, you know. Long as yeah, we get, yeah, yeah, we get definitely. the building code issues out of the way, yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I forgot I painted in that place over there. Y'all did a good job, and I like your um. You still doing your annual gardening and um, your, you host a gardening um, flower show. Flower show. You still yeah. doing that? Yeah. That yeah. shit grown because the last time I seen the, the, the basket got big. Yeah. yeah. So back So you're doing the hard work. Uh, did you pick a contractor? Because I just did that in a brownstone and they owe me a favor. I gave, I gave these guys a $64,000 or more job to re-put back the face of a brownstone. That they took on Spike Lee's block. Oh, okay. My brother-in-law, he bought a house, and he got in trouble with the GC. Not him personally. The GC got in trouble with us. Okay. Not wanting to do the right thing, and um, they brought me in. And when I showed up, they had no face on the building. Wow. Brother, a black brother chipped it off. I said, I never seen a black man ever put up a face of a brownstone back. So we got the wrong person for that shit. So we wind up getting it done with these brothers. These um. Bangladesh guys. Yeah, yeah, they, they, They're known they for that. They, they do stonework. That's what they do. And I think you can get a good price now because I know now more about... I I just I just orchestrated that. I got it on film and everything. Fought like a motherfucker with them, but they got, they, they got it done. It's beautiful. Free-handed all the, um, yeah, all the, all the work. Uh, everything. Work, yeah. Everything. So now, Magnolia, you guys have been there for the 13 years, right? Yeah. yeah. And you got there. It was shithole. Well, I was there. I've been there 22 years. I've been on the board of directors for Magnolia. So, yeah. I, I How was the elected officials with you guys? And, I mean, they could come in and let a developer do whatever the hell they want. 
But how haven't either all of these years with all of them in this district that you haven't gotten to the point where you own that building? That building is secure and it's fixed and it's operating. Well, well, it, it, it it's is. Get, I'm not saying is. I'm not being negative. I'm just throwing questions out. No, I've been no, no, no. Um, the the building is owned by the not-for-profit. You own so. that. You don't pay no taxes on it. You good? Yeah, you're right. Because it's uh, it's a uh, it's a non-profit. We're heading to Harlem, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. He called me seven o'clock in the morning. So, so the politicians, uh, we, we definitely want to have a better, better relationship, but they're all aware of Magnolia. They definitely want to um, help. Um, actually, our state senator just reached out to me. He shot me. Uh, which one? Uh, that's Jabari. Jabari Bridgewater? Yeah, he just reached out to me, um, gave me the link to um, put in uh, for, 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 for funding. For funding. Yeah, for nice. funding. Um, I spoke to our assemblywoman. She uh, said she's willing. Zinnerman. Yeah. Yeah. She said she's willing to um, definitely allocate funds. Yeah. Yeah. For specific projects to be done. Yes. Yes. And she she's actually integral in what happened with the African Museum that you with with Eric. She 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 was really the lead on that. She brought that in. That was they had open space. They got the whole place is empty. They got space there. They they can. And he and I hope Eric is not paying an absorbent amount of rent because he wants to do everything for free. I just met him; he's a great person. Yeah, yeah, very, very. And that was needed because um, they have the they have the space, right? And that's going to bring a lot of foot traffic and revenue over there if they can get it going. Because I did; I've been over there and telling people. So that's great. Zimmerman is doing her thing, Bridgeport. What about your um, council person? How's he making out? Because I'm going to be running again. I missed the ballot, man. I was so angry. Yeah, he unopposed. Um, yeah, yeah, he he hasn't. Uh, well, I mean, once again, he's aware of it. He's been very supportive. He helped us a lot with our GoFundMe um, campaign. He because we got close to six hundred um, donors um, because he's a big internet guy. Yeah, they all that's you know they got it good. That's yeah. where I got hammered. But um, yeah. it comes down to like the shifting of the neighborhood with the type of individuals there. And the income gap allows the, um, you know, the, the foot walkers to be look like they're really doing their thing. But mm-hmm. the, the, the decades in the past years, it's been hell, mm-hmm. and it's and, it, and it's heart wrenching that you know you get this new leadership that never earned the goddamn seats, mm-hmm. and all the people that bust their ass. You know, they move on, they got put out because of a gender race. That's all this is. But hopefully everybody, as long as they're doing, you know, anybody that come along got to come to Magnolia and do the right thing. I mean, it's only fitting. So now, you're here now. Magnolia is pretty much under control. You, you got a clean ethical board and everything like that. Everything got back to normal. I mean, yeah, whether there was yeah. anything that you... You know, you had to clean up stuff. You had to, you had to bring in. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're still working. It's still a work in progress. I mean, we we have this Mellon grant that's going to be uh, super um, impactful. Mm-hmm. Uh, allow us to finish the front facade construction. Uh, that's important because if that falls, somebody get hurt or break or a little rock. You know how people are. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's and the scaffold been up there for decades. Uh, right? Yeah, it's been there for a while. Definitely a while. So we're hoping that by Earth Day this year to have the construction completed because they've they've completed one building. Um, 
hopefully the the entire face of the building. Yeah, a face. Is of it one a, is it a re um um take off the uh the uh the stone fix up, put yeah, it back. Yeah, scratch code. Scratch, yeah. You did the scratch code and everything. Okay, that's yeah, very good. Very good. Very good. And, very good. Code on and, one building. and you gotta um and if they're doing the steps, they gotta you gotta take the mallet and hit the steps because it's hollow. I had to make well, the guy redo it. Steps, steps were done um by the um stresses a family, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sure. Now, you guys came to the, I mean, to the Halloween festival. Y'all had the best costume as an adult to this day. The <laughs> Superman and Jane. You don't remember that. When it was, it was actually Batman. I mean, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Batman and uh, Robin, right? Oh, no, she was Batwoman. She was Batwoman. Okay, well, one of those yeah, crusaders, yeah. y'all did. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was surprised at your suit, man. Yo, 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 yeah, yo, yeah, yo. We y'all with. Yeah, we take Halloween very seriously. Well, you know what? The kids are very, they, that's where it's at mm -hmm. with everyone that has shown up there. The costumes have been incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, the parents, I mean, they're wearing, I'm actually watching superheroes. They, mm -hmm. they're not playing. And the children, you know, they want it. Like, you right. know, you know, that they, it's not like, we made up our costume. They get in full-fledged, beautiful costumes, and they come in there to compete for these awards and all that. We have grown. We have three thousand kids, man. Oh wow! Coming. Wow. I'm. I'm. I was about to. My son doesn't want to come anymore, so I'm. I'm in a cry pod. But do I keep doing it, or let it go? So now, what? What event? Tell us your signature event. Plug in your Instagram while we're doing this, because we're almost. We're getting close to where we got to go. We're gonna. Right, it's yeah. a two-part. So. Oh, which, wait, wait, the building right there? Well, we have already arrived. Where's the National Anthem? Man, they need to paint. Come on, man. Yo, wait, we're, we're here. We're gonna, we're gonna, I don't know what I should do. I never had it where I had to um, get where we're going. Well, we're with Wayne Deveris from the 500 Men Making a Difference, no? Is that the same title? Out of Brooklyn, New York, Bethesda, Sabbath City is an incredible community aggregate. This is the gas station. I always, everybody, they made a lot of money. It's, this guy got to be rich. We're in Harlem. We're going to take a look at, um, he's up, he's doing what he does best. He's coming to assist a not-for-profit in whatever they may need, no? Yeah, yeah. And this, this, this. You call this what? All the time you do this at the same time around this holiday. Yeah, the Martin Luther King project. So this is the Martin Luther King yeah. project, the 72-hour assistance of any not-for-profit that gets selected. I think you can park here. Don't, don't get it. You know, so he's doing the Martin Luther King project, and you want to disclose who who, we, who you're going to actually do it for today? Uh, we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to be doing it for the National Action Network, their Hall of Justice. 
when we were at the Hall of Justice in Harlem, New York, and it looks like Malcolm X Boulevard, and I guess this is 125th Street? Are we on? 145th. We're on 145th Street and Malcolm X Boulevard at the National Action Network. And from the looks of it, they need some help, right? They need your hands on them, right? And parking around here is utterly, almost impossible if you can squeeze in front of that truck. Can you make it there? Oh, they got the signs. They don't play. You don't want a ticket. And even being going around trying to do something out of the goodness of your heart costs us because we don't want a parking ticket. We're here with Wayne Deverich from the 500 Men Making a Difference on his annual Martin Luther King Assistance Day. Well, he picks a non-for-profit as a hydrant. And we're here to uh, assist and take a look at what can be done to assist them. It looks like a parking space between over there, right? You got to put a meter. And we're here in New York looking to park. Yeah, man, you, 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 you're doing your thing. So when you left this morning, so your wife ain't even got to worry about what your ass going no more. She stopped talking. Stop asking, right? <laughs> she's all over you. She's all over you? Yeah, she's all over Like, you got chores to do, right? No, no, no. Y'all no, finished up everything? I definitely got chores to do, but, you know, she understands how I'm moving. So. All right. Yeah, yeah, we got an understanding. You're 10 years in, man. So I, yeah. I know. I know. Oh, yeah, you were. I haven't felt. Yeah, yeah, yo, yo, yo. Oh, you know what? I'm going to get you on this one. Ladies and gentlemen, I met Wayne. I came to one of your meetings. I brought my son, too. You remember? Right. I used to bring my son. And we thank you for that because he's, he's, you know, we trying to hold on to him. But being around those men, that made a difference with a lot of the kids that was with us because... I remember when we were painting the church and I had to have somebody watch him, only if his mother and them knew, right? <laughs> Y'all picked me up. But nevertheless, Wayne asked me, um, is he, am I coming to his wedding? And um, you got to be careful when you're being invited to a wedding because you got to know how you're coming. <laughs> you know, you're being asked to be in the wedding party or not. But it was great and he had a great time. That was a good day that day. So we're heading, we got to get a... This is the Facts of the Porcupine Podcast. It's a Saturday morning with a great individual. And is it meter time? Or you guys still meter it? We're here early. It's got a nice little dim. He's earned it. He worked it. Got a good wife. I guess it works when you're married with a good lady. And um, I'm, I own a painting company. And I'm an electrician project manager so I find a way to give up some time but I'm not easy with these guys and that some of their people had to get used to me don't call me especially you know we're not we're doing it for the goodness of our heart and sometimes we have to get compensated sometimes it's all depends on how big things are but if we can go and execute something really quickly. I remember the first time I did a, a project with them, it was a church on Martin Luther King's, um, you know, month leading into the King's month. So they want to go in with a positive 
helping hand to a non-for-profit doesn't really matter whether you're black but we're black brothers and we try to work with our community with all of the things that are taking place and uh i gotta let everybody know i'm in harlem and the same shit with the dogs tree beds because he parked his car and a lot of times when you park near a tree, your guests step out, they step in shit that they may not realize it. So that's the same thing over here. And one of the big questions why I'm here with Wayne is because in black communities, it looks like fucking hell. And I'm looking around here and it's early in the morning and not everybody is out. But I'm in Harlem, New York, United States of America. This is the Facts and the Porcupine podcast. And I don't know why the fuck our neighborhood, excuse my expression, gotta constantly look like shit. And that's why I'm here with these guys. They try to, they try to uh, make things better, you know. And I heard a comment about somebody from the Israeli Council that I'm going to post up later on. I'm not playing around too much. I'm not a negative individual. But I pray to God what I heard on my own ears and witnessed because somebody secretly sent out this text or this Instagram. Somebody sent me this shit, and I'm praying that it's not true because. It's going to be a problem with me. We're going to have to start talking the truth. Either you care about people, no matter what color they are, who's running this freaking world. Why are people suffering? This is, this is, this is fucking ridiculous. I mean, I'm looking at garbage. It's got to be the mindset of the people. And when I, when, and I got to be straight up and down. Wayne's going to hear this. He's coming to help out that national action network. I mean, I was expecting to see a beautiful, you know what? So let me, let me just see. He's getting his, oh, you got your walking stick. Huh? He learned, he learned. He's getting all prepared. But this is the facts in the porcupine podcast. Gonna, this gentleman here is the president of the 500 men making a difference. I believe he's president. He's the board. You know, he's on the board of Mongolian. You heard a little history about that in Bethesda Tyverson. I mean, I don't care what race you are. You live in the United States, despite the hell that we can probably endure. But you got to take care of your community. And there's going to be, and, you, and it's very hard to eradicate decades and decades of despair. But we're going to fix it. And we got a lot of, we got a lot of champions. I was just saying, like. You know, I'm looking around here and it doesn't make sense to look like this, you know. There's too many great people. So, Wayne, married for 10 years. It obviously looks like it's working. I like your jacket. You pull up in a freaking BMW. I'm standing in the middle of the street. I'm like, where's this guy at? And he, beautiful. Well, we're here to make an impact. And you got your measuring stick. <laughs> Look at you. We're going to pause it now because we're getting close. It's fucking dirt. I hate it. But this is the Facts in the Porcupine podcast. You know, I want to stay focused. So we, you'll get the second half when we drive our way back. And hopefully we can help these folks out. I've never even knew they were over here. Shopping and them, they get money, man. What does it look like? That? How did you get? You got a call from them? 
You just selected them. How do you select people that you're going to do this for? This not-for-profit. Um, and what are we? What are you actually going to do now? You you, you go around and you help organizations. Well, well, we, well, we look, especially during the Martin Luther King weekend, for a project that's big enough, but not too big, and where we can, you know, really do an impact because it's something that serves the community, whether it be a community center uh-huh. or or a church. And it's funny because you're based in Brooklyn. Why why not everything in Brooklyn? You finished them all up in Brooklyn? No, 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 definitely not. Uh, <laughs> but you know, we you know we've gone as far as uh, let the arms reach. Yeah, right? yeah, let New Orleans. You went all the way to New Orleans to do yeah, a project. Yeah, yeah. What about this guy Omar, Doctor Omar, who was calling out for help to build this school and all of this? Did you ever get a chance to? Not aware of it. Not aware of it, right? Because he was complaining, man. I, this guy, I was like, and me and you, we 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 haven't seen each other in a minute. I'm so happy that you called. I'm up to help you out. All right, so we're heading to our destination. We're gonna call us. We're gonna let this go, but we're here in front of the National Action Network group. Oh, there's something going on. Well, we're in Harlem, New York. I'll get you a photograph. This is the National Action Network. They look like they need a little bit of work. Especially things that we can make look really nice. At least I can see. I see three things I can make better. <laughs> Not even a long time. I think we're entering in. Well, I'm going to keep it going. We're in a national network. They are airing this on TV. People are showing up. And this is the National Action Network. And I'm gonna be really careful because I'm not sure if we're allowed to uh, do our thing. So this is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really show some respect and pick this up for you guys a little later on. It says vote your vote counts. So let me get in here and find out what's up.